0: Burn again. Burn again. Burn again. Burn again. ABCs. Welcome to Half Ring about the Haggises, the podcast where we discuss every Enter the Haggis. Song. Heidi, Crazy you're yeah. giving me a look. Yeah, uh, I don't, don't think do that's you right. You. Did I did I do that wrong? I think you did. Oh, you, uh, have you know slip. what? Yeah, I was getting ahead of myself. Um, I was daydreaming of the podcast I want to do when this is all done. Uh, sorry. Well, but... <laughs> it's it's all been
1: done before, but we're not <laughs> done
0: yet. Well, will you guys forgive my one little slip? Uh, no.
2: This time. This time. But watch yourself. In the meantime. You can always
1: get it right next time, though.
2: I'll right. allow it. <laughs>
0: In the meantime, we are Bare Naked ABCs, where we discuss the Bare Naked Lady songs one at a time. And this song we are discussing this week is One Little Slip. And if you haven't heard already, I have joining me tonight, Heidi and Aaron. Welcome. Hello. Hello. And we have a special guest. Eric is returning to join us. Eric Butterworth. Welcome, Eric.
3: Nice to be back. Thank you.
1: Yay, Eric
0: Putters!
3: Good to have you here. <laughs> Thanks. It's always good to be here. It's
0: fun. Oh, yeah. If you haven't heard this song before, here is a quick snippet. Now, I am asking all of our listeners, please do not report us to Disney. We know that they are litigation, loathsome people. So please do not report us to them because this song oh, is oh, owned by Disney. It is copyrighted by them.
2: Oh, uh, man. We are really pushing it here we're living on a prayer
3: aren't we <laughs> that's why the, that's why the uh, intro that tracy played for you is literally
0: just the opening chord yeah <laughs> and now i'll put the, the other part in here
4: one little slip one little slip it was a fusion of
5: confusion with a few guns. Confl-
2: Oh uh, getting creative, I see. Good <laughs> idea.
0: Um, so and, and I'll be playing one chord every few minutes throughout this episode. No, I will not do that. <laughs>
1: it's
2: a new podcast. Every second of this song, we do another
0: episode. <laughs> <laughs> um so this is a sec- song one from- little
2: slip minute. I like it. Uh, I
3: like
0: it. <laughs> oh. uh, so Aaron, um what
2: what album is this on? <laughs> Is this actually on an album other than the Chicken Little soundtrack? That, you you, you got it. It was the okay, Sa- Chicken I mean, Little soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that much. I wasn't sure. I, I thought it was original for the movie, but I wasn't sure. Um, so this is from 2005
0: from the Chicken Little soundtrack, as Aaron identified. I'm actually kind of wondering, as we now have come to this, if this is how... BNL came around to doing the grim grinning ghosts for Ooh. that other Disney soundtrack uh, for oh, the my Parks. very
2: favorite attraction yes
0: yeah um because I'm sure that they were down there to record this at the Disney Studios so I'm wondering if they're like if Disney's like, all right well while you're here, will you also do this because it's around that same time if I'm correct
1: um. I'm trying to find the date that they did it. Now, uh, did they do? I think they did it in 2010, but this came out in 2005. No, so... it was done
0: much earlier than 2010 because because it oh, really? was part of of that that uh release.
1: Okay.
0: Mean grim, green, and ghosts. Yeah. It may have been released in 2010, but. But Grim Grinning Ghost itself was was recorded with Stephen.
1: Oh yeah, that's right. It was.
0: If mm. you
3: quickly Google Grim Grinning Ghost Bernanke Ladies, it says oh, artist Bernanke Ladies album Disney's Music from the Park nineteen
2: ninety six.
1: So and I was two thousand three too, so oh, yeah,
2: it was way before. Much okay, well, so was much, much earlier. earlier. But perhaps perhaps BNL caught Disney's attention with that particular project and they asked them to contribute a song for this movie 10 years later well <laughs> you know how these things go Tracy but it's not a bad movie to be assigned to the, wheel, the wheels of animation turn slowly but they do turn that's true
0: and it's not a bad a bad movie to be assigned to either no, no um, actually, it was a great movie as a matter of fact, this is the only original song on that soundtrack for this film, other than, of course, the background soundtrack that was done. Right. Um, but the in terms of original songs, this was the only original song written. Hmm. Um, so you can hear it during the scene where Chicken Little is failing to catch the bus. It's actually played during the movie. It's not just a credits song. Right. Um, And so he's running to Oakley Oaks middle school in a hurry. And he uses a soda as a shortcut to get into the building. This movie premiered in October 3rd of 2005. The lyrics are listed as in, in the book um, when they're talking about it for, uh, Oh my gosh. Now I can't think the, the B and L chronology um, where they go through all the songs. It said that the lyrics are uncomplicated and I would, have to agree with that. The, the lyrics are kind of uncomplicated for this Pretty song. Pretty
2: straightforward, yeah.
0: Um, so but very this creative. Is what, they are very creative. Yeah.
2: I actually do like, I like the song overall, not to tip my hand, but I like it okay. and I like okay. the lyrics.
0: I feel like Ed and the group were not given so it was written by Ed and, and Steve supposedly. Yeah. I get the feeling that Ed and Steve weren't told what the movie was totally going to be about that they're just given this basic synopsis and chicken
1: little though the story has been around for a long time i mean it's the story of henny penny um well it has uh,
0: but at the the same time this is Uh, a very different take on chicken little as well
1: yeah i mean it's definitely a modern adaptation of it but did you know
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Did
1: you know that Ed said that it was intentionally freakishly similar to it's all been done. And when they were doing the rough cut of the film and I, some of you, like I teach film music uh, classes and the, when a, before a movie is gone to final cut, when they have the right, the music that they're going to use, they use a temp track uh,
2: Oh yeah, uh, and
1: they used okay. it's all been done as the temp track. For the rough cut animation,
0: that so, makes a lot of sense. Yep. Yeah, and they so love the like energy. Similar of so chord they approach...
1: structure, similar energy. Yeah,
0: and they they approached BNL and they're like, "So we we use this for the temp track. Can you can you do this?" And Ed's response was, "It's an interesting challenge to rip off yourself." <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs> I love the movie and I love the track and can't wait to see the movie. I think I'll take my kids on Sunday. Was Ed's statement. <laughs>
1: i saw that too that was from the uh bare naked solo um news from get bare naked rather
0: yes and so the timing is almost exactly the same and if you look at the length of the songs Mm -hmm. and it's almost exactly the same beats per minute one is 152 one's 156 if i remember correctly That's not what I I have. I have 136. Oh, 136. (laughs) Okay. So it's only off by four four beats per minute. I remembered it was off by four. Yeah, I
1: did my homework. Again.
0: Always. Um, It's only been played eight times in concert, though. Wow. That's because they
2: probably usually play It's All Been Done and they don't want to play this song (laughs) in the same set. I was going to
3: say every time they start playing this one, they accidentally revert to "It's All Been Done."
1: <laughs> they should, they should mash them up together.
3: That'd be an interesting. There's a bunch of people with set lists sitting there. You could play
1: mash play one, one little slip. slip and and it's all been done together. That could be an interesting mashup.
2: Look, we tried to play it, but we ended up playing "It's All Been Done." We made one little slip. Okay, forgive us.
0: Oh, that would be amazing, BNL. You got to do that uh, this summer on all your whole tour. You, we know you listen, like. <laughs> we of know you're
1: listening. Come on the show.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, so, Aaron and Heidi, do you mind if I take this one for the breakdown? I think I, I think I've been listening to you guys. I think I've got it. Okay. Okay. Go. Okay. So I'm, I'm, this yeah, song is in the key of G. Yes. Um. It. It starts off with a G and then goes to a C, but I don't think it's quite a C. I think it's a C over G. Um, It it sounds like it's a little different there. Um, And then back to a C, then to a C over G, back to a G, then to an A minor seven, then to a C, a D, G, A minor seven, C, and then D again. Then we get to the pre-chorus and that would be an E minor seven, an A minor 7, a C add 2, a D, and then they repeat that one more time through. Um, and then the nice, chorus exactly. would be a G, a C, a G. I'm going to go with a G over a B. Um, an E minor seventh, an A7, seven, an E minor seventh, a G over a B again, and then a really quick C, D,
2: G.
1: Tracy's been looking up uh, <laughs> guitar chords online. Tracy,
2: uh, so that's very similar to what I have, but I have to close ask to you, what I
1: have—not exact, I, but yeah, close. not
2: exact. I'm a little different, but it's pretty close. But Tracy, I have to ask Uh-oh. you then because you did such a good job. What <laughs> is so interesting about the chorus I have no idea. In the chorus, <laughs> can, can I also just ask—is that
3: just what Aaron gave for the breakdown? For it's all been done, <laughs> and you just copied it? No, no. <laughs>
0: Oh is it? Wait, Mm-mm. wait, is that what you did? No, the the actual oh, sheet notes oh, for for it's all been done. <laughs> I mean for this song when I when oh, I you. yeah, I cheated. You cheated. I, I, I will <laughs> and, and, interestingly enough, the bridge was not in the notes for this song.
2: Ah, well the bridge, the bridge is my favorite part. Yeah. But the bridge and the chorus, Heidi, read my mind. Why are the bridge and the chorus so interesting? What chord do they contain, which is noteworthy?
1: Uh, let's see. They have a major two in the bridge. Yes, uh, correct. They, the they they go. They have a major two chord. Which, so the A chord, which has been minor in earlier it's sections, um, in is chord. now a major two, which yeah. in a major key is unusual because the two chord is usually minor.
5: Right. You no, know, I, I yeah.
1: And the cor- the brain. the bridge starts off on a four chord, so it goes four one six five major two six. So it's it it shifts it a bit, whereas in the earlier verses we've got a one two four five, you know. So and the chorus is a one four six two. So it's very like it's a normal progression yeah
2: well but, I, what i but like yeah, that about major
1: too definitely adds a yeah. little spice to it because that raised third really kind of gives you another element.
2: Yeah. i'm just calling that a borrowed chord because i can't i couldn't really work out a mode that would make sense so i don't think they did a real key change or a mode change i think they just borrowed the major because it kind of added some brightness to it and they kind of made it stand out
1: Yeah, I think so, too, because in that lyrically that. Yeah, uh, exactly.
2: That's where it turns around a little bit. Yeah. It's the inspiring, uplifting part, right? And because he said in that lyric
1: second that, you know, they'll realize that I'm going to I'm about to try to learn to fly or hit the ground. So that whole section is that that like it requires a major chord. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And the bridge is cool because it has a minor and then it goes to A major to transition to the chorus, which has that A major in it. So it's like this really cool transition where I think it's uh, so yeah, it's C to G to E minor to D, to yep. A minor to E minor, to A major to mm-hmm. D. Yep. And then you go the D of course is the fifth to go back to the tonic G. Um yep. Yeah, I really like it a lot. It's cool. It was unexpected, and you know, it's like you said, for the most part, the chord structure is very kind of standard. Um, a lot of it's built around like one, one, two, one, four, four, five. Yeah, uh, which mostly would be like one, four, five, but they kind of add the two in to be interesting. And then the chorus is kind of a combination of one, four, five, and like six, two, five, one. The rhythm yeah, changes. That's ex- yeah,
1: and it, he, he does have. I have. Do you also have a B minor? Do you have a th- minor three chord? Because that's what I have in there um, in the chorus. In the
2: chorus, I have one four six two six three major four five
1: one four five. Oh,
2: I must have four. missed the four. I must have missed the three because I have one four six two six four five. But yeah, I think you're probably right. There was probably something in between there that would make sense. Yeah, but th- but it's interesting because it's like. We're, it, especially, you know, and, and six two five one uh is, is very common in jazz. Like I said, the, the George Gershwin's I Got Rhythm, but it's also a very common progression because it follows a descending path down the circle of fifths, so it sounds yeah. really harmonious to our ears.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, but yeah, it's kind of cool that they put in that A major uh, because it's non-diatonic to G major, and uh, it, it works as a transition between these kind of segments where we're, we're changing the shift in the feeling and the mood. Um,
1: Tracy's going. You mentioned the circle of fists, and I know he's like, Wait, what? So, oh, yeah,
2: please, please,
1: little above your pick. No, I'm looking
0: up the key for It's All Been Done, and It's All Been Done is almost exactly the same beats, um, but it's in D major instead. And I was looking up the chords online, and the chords for It's All Been Done are much more simple. Than this song, so it's almost like they were like told, Okay, we really like this song, do the same thing, and they're like, Oh, we can do it one better.
2: <laughs> well, uh, one thing I wanted to note to mention is the intro, which we kind of talked about, mm. but it's really just kind of going C to G. But the very, very beginning with the guitar struck me as being very Beatles esque. I don't know about you yes, guys, but almost have like the same up. note, yeah, yeah like a Beatles tune. here yeah, comes the sun or something mm-hmm. you know what i mean <laughs> um so
1: yeah here's I what i have that.
2: for the form and heidi let me let me see if this aligns with what you have so i have i'm not counting the yeah. intro so i'm saying verse one is your a three chorus is b chorus is c verse two is a three chorus is b chorus is c bridge is d um and then we have a guitar solo over the a changes so you have a again and then pre-chorus B and then chorus C. So it'd be A B C A B C D A B C or AB Cab Kadabka, which sounds really close to Abrakadabka. <laughs> and I really like that. Abracadabka.
1: You know what the
2: Steve Miller band. They they do a little Cadabra. magic on the
1: song. Right or Abacab, which is Genesis. Oh, so man, either we're way, back we're on okay.
2: Genesis. All right. I love it.
1: <laughs> I know we were there like Bill months Collins ago.
2: and Peter Gabriel. Please come on the show. We know you listen.
1: <laughs> right. That's what I got to perform, though. So, Eric, um, I don't know if you're uh, like do like. Do you do music chord stuff? No. <laughs>
3: Not not since I was young. (laughs) So that was all very Uh, Greek. So I understand it, but I I can't do it myself.
4: I'm just
0: sitting here and going, like, they were told that they use this as a prefab for for Chicken Little. And, like, kind of like, you know, we use this as our temp. So go with, we really like this song. Like, go with something similar to that. When you break it down like that, though, it's not similar in that the I mean, there's no pre-chorus. I definitely hear it.
2: I definitely hear it, and I, I think. Oh yeah, but th- I mean, th- there's yeah, no me
0: pre-chorus. Too. Like for for it's all been done. There's no pre-chorus. So the structure. No, I is think different. again.
1: I think that it's like, but it's still the the the, the yes. energy the and spirit the of the song is, is quite and, similar. You know, exactly, I think that that's you know that's the B and L that Disney was yeah, looking for.
3: And I'd also for say this, that so. if you're listening to it from a music professional, uh, knowledge point of view, you'll hear the differences, but to general public layman, it's going to sound oh, yeah. exactly reminiscent. Oh, yeah. Cause I didn't pick up that it was like that you, different myself.
0: Yeah. You, you hear it immediately, yeah. and you're like, oh, that's all been yeah, done. Exactly. I mean,
2: the, the differences are mostly little embellishments and, and little additions. I don't think – fundamentally, it is very, very similar, I would say. I, I don't think that's an incorrect observation at all. Um, well,
0: the part that yeah. really kind of shocked me was I thought they would keep a similar structure in terms of like A, B, A, B, you know, and and, and the following – Whereas it doesn't like you would think that if they had lined it up for the film that way, that that they would want it to be similar in that respect as well. So it hits the marks, it hits the points, but it doesn't. It's a feel similar type.
2: Of well, situation. one one thing to to know, Tracy, is the pre chorus is not very dissimilar to the verse because really the verse is one two four five. And the pre chorus is six, two, four, five. So the main change with okay. the pre chorus is instead of resolving back to the tonic, it's going to the six, which I think is a brilliant little touch because you're not resolving and it's sort of building tension. So we start off with the verse where it's like we're presenting a problem. We go to the pre chorus, the problem's getting worse. And then we go into the course where it's like, I'm going to fight and I'm going to make this right. And I'm, it's the inspirational part and it goes to resolve. And it's like really powerful that way. Cause it kind of extends, it extends the, uh, the resolution a little bit because you're, you're denied that by going to the six twice. Do you agree, Heidi? Okay.
1: Yeah. Oh, I agree. 100%. And could you also,
2: you, you were saying that Disney
3: came to them saying that they basically storyboarded to, right. Um, it's all been done. So that, mm-hmm. that's a you know a storyboard, not a finished product. So when B&L comes in with their full mm. composition, right, they can do The, the animation can you know yeah. match up to it. it you know the storyboard is the idea, not the yeah. finished
2: product on the it, animation It's, it's side. not like it's not like Pink Floyd watching The Wizard of Oz in the studio, timing <laughs> mean, their songs. Yeah, <laughs> which they deny to this day. <laughs> Nice. There are some
0: nice synchronizations in there, though. But my guess is those are also happenstances, and they're like, oh, well, that you know, if we if we hold off four frames, <laughs> yeah, yeah, on him running into this telephone it's... pole, then it, it will line up with the beat and it will sound right, mm-hmm. um, which is not that hard to do, yeah. probably with animation. I mean, yeah.
3: that's I, I would I would posit that it's probably difficult, but it's that's their jobs. They they can. Pull and tweak their animations to match with what they needed to match. Throw more
2: money at it till it works. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I really like the retro synth work in this song.
4: One little slip. It was a fusion. Um,
2: I like the background vocals, the oohs and ahs. It was a cup of good intentions. The guitar.
1: Um, The
3: um, um, retro synthy work. Do you mean Kevin's uh, space noises
2: in the uh, instrumental? Yeah. yeah. Love love it. it. Yeah, it's so great, isn't it? It's very like, it's almost like... 70s rock, but with like a 90s alternative sound. It's cool. <laughs> to me, those those on, Kevin then.
3: noises are like the epitome yeah. of. Uh, I, I swear it was an interview or something, and Kevin was saying, "I had." Space sounds and cool shit and stuff and that's what he was saying he brings to the
0: band. That's one hundred percent what he did in the song and it's
2: wonderful. It's great.
0: I think instrument. One, considering the the point of the film, like it makes sense, like with the aliens in the film, like it totally works out.
2: Whoa, spoilers! I was gonna say the same thing. That was a spoiler. I actually haven't seen the film yet. Uh, Oh, you find out in the first five uh, minutes. Okay. okay. Well, so. Yeah, I have not seen Chicken Little, but while researching this tune, I learned two things. One, I didn't know it was a Disney film. I assumed it was DreamWorks or something. And two, I didn't realize it's more or less an original story that kind of mostly takes place after the canonical Chicken Little story, as I understand it. Yeah, and deal that with- is true. Yeah, so I'm actually, I'm really kind of curious. I want to watch it now.
0: <laughs> yeah, I
3: mean, I won't go into too much of it. I think Aaron's reading my notes here.
0: Because
3: <laughs> <laughs> I... <kind> of- <laughs> go the I was gonna say the only I, I picked this song to come on as well because I was I hadn't known about this song until Tracy sent me the the list. I said, what's this song? And I looked up and I said, "Oh, it's yeah. from that Chicken Little movie that I never saw. And I've still never seen it. So, <laughs> yeah, I, but I in researching for this song, I was like, oh, Aliens? Oh, <laughs> right. I'm maybe going to have yeah. to watch this again. I thought it was maybe DreamWorks or maybe Universal. Yeah, same,
2: yeah. Uh, I, I kind of want to watch Chicken what Little is- now, which is not a sentence I anticipated uttering this evening, but that's <laughs> the way this guy falls sometimes. It's really
0: worth it. One, it's got an amazing cast.
1: Oh, um, um Joan Cusack. Uh, um, yeah, she's fabulous. Oh, yeah. Um nice. is it Zach Braff who plays Chicken Little. Um Zach Braff. Oh. Yeah, Gary Marshall plays his dad. Gary Marshall. R. I p.
0: And of course oh, Patrick right. Story has a small part as well, which I, I love it. Um th- there's all kinds of like bit. Pieces in oh, like these like actors that kind of stand uh, out. Don right. Knotts has a spot. Um, Amy Sedaris. Patrick O'Hara. A spot. Sean Wallace has a Adam spot. Frank Willard. Yeah, like wow. Patrick Willburn. Yeah, like it's it is a star studded. Why do they have Batman? Played? Um,
1: because there, I can't explain why. Um, because it.
0: It's a spoiler alert. <laughs> oh, you no, spoilers, no
3: spoilers, no spoilers. <laughs> it's I mean, a super fair, new movie. Fair. We can't spoil it. Yeah. I, By the way... But it,
0: it really is a great story. Like, it does. It takes place after the, the incident of what we know from the nursery rhymes of Chicken Little. Like, he's already had this problem with his dad, with the town and his dad once. Now, at the very... Like, within the first five minutes of the film... A piece of a spaceship falls on top of his head, and he sees the spaceship, but no one else mm. sees it. And then it just after that, one of the alien kit, uh, one of the aliens is is dropped off on the planet as well. And that's kind of where the the plot begins with him and his friends, and no one believes him because of this past history. So it's the, the boy who cried wolf from the boy that wasn't crying wolf all along and isn't being believed by anyone and isn't believed by his well, dad. I mean, it's and- the
1: whole story of the sky is falling. The sky is falling. Chicken little always felt that the sky was falling and they were like, right. no, the sky is not falling. So it's <laughs> that old pair uh, um, um, of oh, fable of the, school, nice the story
0: that always like there's a bunch of underlying story arcs and the one that always got me was that dad son relationship piece yeah of the two of them and not the the dad not believing his son and the son being extremely hurt by that like it, it was it was it's a very powerful film i think in terms of those storylines
2: well i was gonna say i mean this kind of leads into um let, let me finish up my thoughts on the music because this is a good transition into the lyrics i think Um, I just wanted to say, instrumentally, I think this song is very solid. It's nothing groundbreaking, but it's just well done, uplifting pop rock. And it's fun. It works. For Mm -hmm. for what it is, it's a good one of that. (laughs) Um, I I think the only real criticism I have, I don't know if there's a trouble with Tracy, the, the very small trouble with Aaron in this episode is I think it has a very abrupt ending, I feel like it would have been better served by like a nice hit on the drums, bass, and guitar and letting that last chord ring out triumphantly and just kind of let the sustain decay. Um, Maybe they cut it short because of how the song was used in the film. I'm not sure. But other than that, I really wouldn't change much about the composition of the tune.
0: No, I I would agree with you, Aaron, that it really, it like maybe they were given a time length and and that's what it came to. That could be. Um, But I... I think when he, when it comes to songs written about movies for a movie that is meant to give the feel and put people in an emotional space, I think mm. the song does exactly what it's meant to do.
2: Yeah, so this is where we transition to the lyrics, I think, unless anyone has anything else to add about the music. Uh, the lyrics are very inspiring. It's sort of like a... <laughs> this is going to sound flippant, but I mean <laughs> this sincerely, and I mean this positively. It's sort of like a tub-thumping message. Right. Like get knocked uh, down, <laughs> get back up again. Right. It's a message. I get
1: knocked yeah. down but yeah. I get up. Again. I just was listening to that while I was skiing because yeah. you know why I love that song. Yeah, What if you know why right. that and you get the connection because of my background as a music director, as a band director. There's the opening quote comes from an amazing film.
2: What's the opening quote? I can't remember.
1: I thought the music mattered. <laughs> um that 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 comes from a film um it's the it um oh what is his name he passed away a few years ago um but he it's the mil- movie's called breast off
2: i haven't seen it
1: which it's it's a movie about bra- like uh, um uh, mill workers or um, um factory workers in great britain and um they're they're known for brass bands over there and they have brass band competitions and so it's these workers and one of the the guys his dad has been directing the band for years and these brass bands go around and Mm. like it's just a beautiful uh, homage to brass bands and check it out oh it's so funny and poignant and sad and beautiful but he the quote from Tug Thung Bing Mm. I knew of the movie before that song came out and I'm like wait wait (laughs) Um, but and that's because he is saying that that's one of his speeches when it comes down to like his son's like all you care about is is you know the band but our town's falling apart because this was during the worker strikes in in Great Britain in the 80s and so you know his dad was trying to keep the band together and they were trying to strike. So it was like, it's kind of like Billy Elliot, but with brass bands.
2: (laughs) That's awesome. Well, I had no idea. I'll have to check out. Check
1: Brastoff out because it's really worth the watch. Thank
2: you, Heidi. I I appreciate the recommendation. Um, You're welcome. But yeah, I think like legitimately the lyrics it's like a message of perseverance in the face of failure, which is something I think a lot of people, especially very young people really need to hear because oftentimes the only way to learn and certainly one of the best ways to learn is to fail. Or since this is a Disney song, let me channel Yoda. Mm -hmm. Failure. The best teacher is. Failure. The best teacher. I can't even, I
1: can't even
2: say it. Failure. The best teacher is. (laughs) Bad. <laughs> in, in the more in the immortal words of yoda come good food come <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, my my response to this was you know what i really would have hated to be these their these guys teacher in school <clears throat> um They know how to BS their way through something without knowing anything about it. I I know that they came into this without knowing anything about what this movie was truly about. Because I know that they can take a song and write a song specifically to a movie like with Laser Team.
2: Yeah. Oh, my God. It's a bit on the nose, though. Yeah. Speaking of <laughs> it's another <laughs> movie that more people should watch is Laser Team.
0: <laughs> yes. Um, this song fits the idea of the movie perfectly without telling us anything about the movie at all. I mean, it could be about a million other things. And and actually, if you read songmeanings.com, people came up with a million other things that the song is about, which it's not. It's it's about this movie. I... Um it it's just amazing that it, it's really. They, they talk about the major important thing about this movie, the major theme of the movie, without actually going into the details.
3: What I found interesting is I found one extra meaning online, just one that people seem to gravitate <laughs> to. And the one thing that I can say about this one is the lyrics when they say, they'll forget about the sky. That leads you where you need to go. That tells you this <laughs> is about Chicken Little, the sky. Right. <laughs> There's no
1: hidden meaning. No hidden meaning, right. Yeah. It's very, and it's very much, because the poor kid, it's like, if you, again, spoiler alert, but all of this is about, he's just, he. everything he does, he's got such a big heart and he means well, and he just keeps messing up and he just keeps failing at, at stuff and he doesn't mean to, like he tries to do good things, but they go wrong and like, <laughs> his dad wants him to be a baseball player and he's terrible at it. And uh, like, Mm. it's, it's disgrace to the family. And uh, it's just so many things that he tries to do. And then the rest of the town is like, Mm -hmm. thinks that he's an idiot and that his father should be ashamed of him and all of this Mm -hmm. stuff. And then you've got like goose, uh, not goosey Lucy um, Foxy Loxy who thinks that she's all that in a bag of chips, who is just always he has two close friends <laughs> abby mallard and uh the Run to the litter who's this pig
0: <laughs> and, i love run to the litter
1: oh my gosh who is not the Run of the litter um but he's got two close friends who know like and they're right there for him they're like it's okay we're here for mm-hmm. you anyway well everybody else is just cutting you down and so it's not that he's not saying that like the sky is falling necessarily like things happen. He's like, I think the sky is falling and people start to <laughs> realize that he's full of malarkey. But then when it does happen, like Tracy said, nobody believes him. Nobody mm. until his father, like again, no spoilers, but it's, it's pretty uh, formulaic after that, but yeah. a few surprises. But he means like- so well. It, it was a cup of good intentions, a tablespoon of mm-hmm. one big mess, a dash of overreaction. I assume you know the rest. Like, <laughs> I love the writing of the lyrics for this whole song because the, the use of the the food terminology, recipe for disaster, a four-course meal of no siree, uh, happily ever after was happy everyone was after me. <laughs> so, like... <laughs> The, the And then he goes into the wrong direction side. So it's like, like his the use of language and words in this, I think, is very inventive, creative and reminds me of some of the work they did on Snack Time. So
0: mm-hmm. and I, I think if Disney hadn't owned this, this could have gone on Snack Time. Oh, yeah. And this was one of those songs that they I, it was out at the right time for it, but once again, I think Disney owned it because they played this during their snack time
5: tour.
1: Yeah. And it kind of reminds me of now too, like one little mistake mean mm. like we see this all the time. Now you make one little mistake and then you're done. Like thinking of the Olympics right now, one misstep and you're off the podium. Um, and I, the Olympics, every time they come up, crack me up because some sports are like, oh, they, they got the silver. Yeah. And some are like, they'll have to, they'll have to accept the silver and cause they didn't win gold. It's like, do mm-hmm. what? Like what? Like, unless some sports it's gold or nothing, nothing else matters. And some it's like, yay, they earned the bronze. Woohoo. Go bronze. <laughs> I just it's so funny. And and right now, one little slip, you're watching like the the figure skaters, you're like, oh, that's it. Nope, they're done. They fell down. It's over. Like, mm-hmm. it's like and they've worked their whole lives for this. And yeah. I deal with students that perform all the time. And you know, dealing with nerves. And every week when there's a recital and you're trying to talk your students off ledge and you're like, it's okay to make a mistake. It's okay. Yeah. Nothing bad is going go. to happen. Well, and like, you—you've been there too, Aaron, You know. Oh yeah.
3: Oh yeah. 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 And it, that it, can track with the the lyric that said, "I'll never live till I live down the one mistake that seems to follow right. me around." Like it just right. that one small mistake that you made, and that meant this happened, and you're just that's that's what you hear about forever.
1: I drove my car into a building when I was eighteen oh, no. years old. Oh, and no. forever for the rest of high school I was known as Crash oh. and it just followed me and even at my 20th <laughs> reunion I think it was I don't know I'm almost at 30th now and and even then oh hey crash I'm like really,
2: really? you know I will say Heidi as nicknames go you could do a lot worse than crash that's actually Oh I had one that was cool. way
1: worse and I will never divulge what that was. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Good for you.
1: <laughs> Maybe when we go see uh, Stephen in a few weeks,
2: I'll tell you that story. <laughs> I'm going to hold you to that.
0: <laughs> I I have to give a shout out to uh, Ed for giving getting one past the D, the Disney censors though. Oh, what oh what what? Miss? I ran ahead with my yeah. assumptions. Yeah. And we all know what that can do. Like, okay, nice one, Ed. Like-
3: <laughs> what What I particularly liked about that is that tracks with, like, even as we were saying, their snack time songs, they'll have, you know, it's a kid's song. Mm-hmm. There might be something in there that the adults are going to laugh at that will just right over the
2: kids' heads. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is it, Okay, mm-hmm. so uh, maybe maybe I'm just too innocent. <laughs> Uh, all all I, all I can all i can surmise from that if i'm trying to read that as dirtily as possible is like your head in your ass no, no you know so, what happens when I'm you like,
3: make an, when, you know what happens when you assume something right yeah, yeah. right you, you make, make an ass, an ass, ass out, of out of you and me <laughs> that's that's it that 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 was the thing that we like
0: yeah <laughs> <I got it. laughs> but then he follows it up with a line that is just when you look at how complicated it is, and this is a children's song, like, I love the idea of, like, I'm going to raise the bar uh, just enough to make them have to grow. Mm -hmm. And it's that area of growth that they are always aiming for with their, well, not always, but oftentimes aiming for with their children's songs. Mm -hmm. And it's such a great line. It was a fusion of confusion with a few confounding things. What like a a word sandwich there full of like if you're gonna do the food comparisons they threw in some avocado they threw in some cilantro they're like we're gonna throw in the big things here to give you real flavor yes you're right
1: (laughs) (laughs) nice excellent drop-in Monty (laughs)
3: You you were getting some radio silence there. I think it's I should
2: do it. Do Ed McMahon. You are correct, sir. You are yes. correct, sir. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: oh my gosh. Um, the the only thing the only trouble with Tracy for this song okay. is I still like it's all been done better. Well, and I don't know why. Um I, I don't know why this song, when it comes on, doesn't hit me as much as it's all been done, and it might just be that it's all been done was all over the radio, and so it, it built up that that space in my mind.
2: Um, I really like the build up to the chorus, and it's all been done. I like the way that the melody goes so I mean there there are mm-hmm. little differences I can I can understand that actually Tracy I gotta ask now what did I rate it's all been done because I have to compare oh I have to compare now that I think about it, it wouldn't be fair for me not to While you're all right
3: doing that could that also just be because you know the nostalgia and the the amount of time you've yep. listened to True. it's all been done when True. it came out it what point be. in your life you were at um, how how much of an impact that made on your life versus this coming out you know, may only have been uh, bad math uh, seven years later. But at, yeah, point, well, yeah. but at that point, seven years later, that's still a of yeah, time that a radio single has been out to
2: permeate your subconscious. Presence. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Aaron, you gave this a 4.5. Okay, okay. That's- And I was thinking about what you said, Eric, and it makes sense because the other thing with it's all been done is I liked it's all been done a lot more than one week. So when I listened to this album Mm. repeatedly, Mm. that's the one that I tend to enjoy more and tend to put a lot more focus on, especially from that point forward on the album.
3: Yeah.
0: Um, So yeah, it it held a special spot.
3: And when you determined you liked it's all been done better, Okay. When you would go through stunt plays, would you um, would you skip one week and just start the album on "It's All Been Done"?
0: No, but I would listen to it less. Like it would be more of a background kind of song. Like, yeah, I've heard this million times on the radio. Mm-hmm. Whatever, focus on. And then when "It's All Been Done" would come on, I would sing with that
2: one. Mm-hmm. I mean, we all know that alcohol is the best song on stunt, anyways. Oh, no. oh um, uh, uh, yeah. engineers. Um, oh, wait, that's, no, that's
0: Maroon. Wrong album. Yeah. yeah, wrong album.
2: Uh, call and answer call and answer's really good. Um, call and answer is really good. That's true. Yeah, I'll be that girl. Uh, I'm not yeah. saying there's uh, not other great songs, I'm just saying alcohol is straight up gold. Oh,
0: alcohol is straight up gold. I will not lie on that. I was it too young when the gold.
2: album came out, so it never made a
3: huge impact on me. I do like it, but. It's never been one of my tops from the album. It's uh, solid top of the middles, bottom of the tops.
2: Okay. <laughs> bottom of the tops is like Bizarro Universe's version of Top of the Pups. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> they have like mediocre bands come on and play their best songs, or they have great bands come on and play like their mass songs.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Here's a B-side you've never heard before. Here's How's the Level. <laughs> and we're done. Thank you. <laughs> Boy, that one's short? Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Um. So why don't we? Uh, why don't we give a rating to this? And and since Ooh. Heidi has stepped away, I'm gonna I'm gonna hand it over to someone else first. Did we want to um, talk
3: about the misconstrued? But, uh. Oh. Sure. Things that people think about this song.
0: Yeah, let's Please. talk about them. I, I have because
3: that's anything. actually kind of fun. Yeah, what is this all about? <laughs> uh, go right ahead, Eric. I found uh, on songmeanings.com <laughs> there's not many comments, there's only five, and a couple of them are very adamant that this is a relationship song.
2: <laughs> well, well, okay, okay, hold on, hold on. To be fair, to be fair, there is that one line about like what going past your, your affection or whatever. Um, like like there is a line there that I can understand yes. that, that interpretation based off of. And it, it could be, as we said, that maybe B&L didn't know the whole plot of the film and maybe they just kind of, yeah, we'll put something here that may or may not be applicable. <laughs> and the interesting thing with that little two line line is yeah. it's
3: not in the movie. Oh, uh, they cut so, it from the movie. Well,
2: there you go. People
3: who have heard the song not in the movie context know yeah. that line. People who know it from the movie don't know that line. But the, um, I'll just read this one anyways. Uh, cool song. To me, it's very clear. Might be biased, though. Probably is. It's about someone who, while being in a relationship, either kissed or did something else with someone other than their partner. He probably knew this person as a friend or summit. And then comes it the it was a fusion of confusion and a few confounding things where it just shows how they screwed up. They got into the quote unquote, big mess. Can also see that in I'll never live till I live down the one stake that follows me around. Doesn't seem like an affair though. Just one little slip.
2: So here's, here's the thing <laughs> again, I can understand how they arrived at that conclusion, but the, uh, the unabashed confidence of It's obviously about this. The the next one I find also really entertaining because it says
3: chicken little and then says, I think it's about a really oblivious guy. He liked this girl and the girl liked him, but he totally effed things up. He's just realizing his mistake now in this song. But they started
0: that off with the words chicken little chicken little.
2: I mean, you know, could have multiple, multiple inspirations, multiple terms. They,
0: they watched a different version of Chicken Little than I did. Yeah, yeah, they,
2: <laughs> that version is
3: uh, we won't Foxy Loxy and uh, Chicken Little are two completely different characters.
0: <laughs> Gives it a whole new meaning to Chicken Little. Oh dear. <laughs> but yes, that's the uh, misconstrued. <laughs> I don't even know what to
1: do.
4: It's
2: well, a relationship I think song. those people made assumptions, and we all know where that can lead. That's true.
3: That's do, right. I, do we think that they think it's a Stephen and Ed relationship song? <laughs> I mean, well, aren't because all that's a really common thought process?
2: Also, Stephen and Ed relationship songs, according to the internet. <laughs> 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 I read it on the internet. It must be true. Must be. That's right.
0: <laughs> of course, it came out three years beforehand. But you know,
2: this person is worked at Disney. Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln said, "Anything that's written on the internet is true." I think I saw that. <laughs> it's <obviously>. True, right?
0: <laughs> My gosh! It was vouched for by Einstein. Right. <laughs> anyway, Well, considering where our discussion went for, went to, um, why don't we go with how many assumptions we give this? Song? I like it. Oh, like it. okay. So why don't we go with you, Aaron? How many assumptions do you give well, this song? It's
2: interesting, Tracy. I hadn't, you know, I thought yeah. that the song sounded familiar, but it wasn't until you said it's all been done and it really clicked. And now I can't unlink the two in my mind.
1: I know, right? Same. And
2: if I'm being fair, even though I do like a lot of the little details in this, as I, as I said, and I still stand by that. I think I have to agree that I might like it's all been done just a little bit better, um, but I still like the song a lot. I'm going to give one little slip, four point three five assumptions out of five. It's very strong, wow. a solid song. I like it. It's got a good message, and I'm sure if I once I see the film, I'll probably like it even more.
3: Okay, Eric. Yes,
2: that's me.
0: That, that's you. <laughs> How many assumptions do you give this song? Um,
3: I assumed that I'd be on the higher end of ratings because I typically am, but uh, maybe I won't be. I'm, I'm going to put this one at a, about a
0: 3.8. Okay.
3: It's still really strong. It, it's it's a fun song. I enjoy That's it. Right. The energy is fun. The guitar solo, the Kevin noises and sounds are fantastic. I love hearing Ste- uh, yeah, Stev <laughs> St- <laughs> Stephen and uh, Ed
2: <laughs> I-, I like
3: hearing uh, Stephen and Ed, Who, uh, Ed on Ed? the uh, one little slip just the vaulting high oh, vocals I yeah. uh,
0: uh, like please. Ed's
3: energy in it so it's still really strong song just about a 4 for me
0: okay I, I have an assumption Heidi that you actually have a rating as well
1: I do wow way to assume um i do have a rating and i really like this song i liked it when i heard it in the movie um not only because i was like oh my gosh it's a BL song i'm so happy um but i i think it's a clever song it's creative its use of words is is really it's really fun it it sparks discussion with kids and i i love that um to expand vocabulary for little people um and I, I think it's a beat. again. Like Aaron said, I like the message. I am going to give it a 4.5.
2: Very nice. Yeah. Song. I
1: like this song a lot. It's a very happy song for being, well, it's not really a happy song. It's a very, I don't know how to describe it. I just really <laughs> like this song.
2: It's on the I feel like down
0: to happy I song. song.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so Stefan, tell me what you thought of the song. One little slip. Hello.
4: One little slip. I thought the writing was great. I thought um, how they had to play on words was, you know, traditional b I mean, that's kind of what they're known for, is for clever lyrics and um, uh, and good tunes that go along with it. Um, as far as the music goes, I thought it was all right. You know, they they gave it their, their gusto, but I was more impressed with how they were able to... Um, like, uh, just have the, uh, the the depth of the, the point of Chicken Little, um, how he constantly is making mistakes. It's um, like even intention- unintentionally um, all the time and integrating that in with uh, clever, clever wording um, and being able to really encapsulate more than just, hey, the sky is falling. The sky is falling. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's what I like about BNL is their creativity when it comes to their lyrics and being able to make it happen. So that's what I think of the song. I'm really impressed by the lyrics more than anything. Uh, The music is good. I think the uh, music was average of, you know, things. They got the song out and uh, it's BNL. So it's got their classic sound, which is good. Uh, and that's basically all I got to say about that song. I mean, I didn't knock my socks off, I wouldn't put it on my playlist. Um, but I thought it was good, so I'm probably going to rank that thing a three. Three assumptions. Well, I really enjoy this
0: song, I don't enjoy it as much as It's All Been Done.
1: No,
0: um, so I'm looking to see what I gave It's All Been Done. I think I know, but I'm just double checking because I, I you're not boundaries. assuming you're double checking okay. I'm I'm. yeah I don't want to make the assumption and then get it wrong and have to fix it like later this year um and I was correct so um so I like the song it's bouncy it really fits especially the moment that this is in the film and it it kind of picks up the energy of that spot in the film um I think that it they did an amazing job considering the fact that I really think they didn't know anything about this other than like the, the plot line. Um, So I'm going to give it a 4.3. What did you give? It's all been done. 4.7.
2: Oh my God. I was going to ask if I should trust my instincts because I was going to ask, what you rated, and I was going to guess 4.7 for It's All Been Done, so I, I'm, I'm glad to see that my Tracy barometer is, is on.
3: So not only do we have Yay. the segment where uh, Tracy uh, guesses what oh, album I should the start song guessing, from, it's now guessing yeah. a callback rating from Tracy. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna oh, that's a
1: new game. We're gonna, that's going to be the game show portion of the show, which like we're it. going to include next week.
0: I like it. <laughs> Great. Now I'm going to have to start doling out money. Did- the appearance for this week, I had like four of them, and I ended up changing it when I found this little clip. Um, no pun intended. Actually, yeah, pun intended. Um, yeah, one, one little, little clip. clip. Um, it, <laughs> it's not much, uh, but it's just BML talking on the VHS version of Chicken Little um, about the song and about the movie and about their creating it. Not much information, but it's kind of cool to watch. So I put that in there um, this week for that, as well as watching them um, play this at Ships and Dips Four, which was after Steve left. So it's it's you know you at least get to see Joe in the background playing tambourine, even though you don't get Steve.
3: <laughs> we do have homework now for all the young listeners, though. Go Google
0: VHS. What yes, is a VHS? <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: Beta that, uh, Max? wasn't that the sister station to mtv back <laughs> in the day <laughs> well you know how long
0: they have to research that
2: they have one <laughs> week <laughs> um one week
0: oh, nice crazy I
2: see
1: what you did there i nice. missed those,
2: those disney vhs they were nice you know they they were like
1: yeah with the uh, sexual covers the clamshells yeah which is Marvin Gaye's other side sexual covers? <laughs> With, I'm thinking you remember, like
2: yes, um,
1: yeah. I don't yeah, need to go are, into. Having, it.
2: Yeah, everyone when they were in school oh, yeah. talked about that.
1: Oh yeah. Have you seen the Little Mermaid cover?
2: <laughs> uh, wasted uh. youth. <laughs> hey, don't forget Aladdin. Yeah. Oh yeah. Or and a Lion uh, the King. Lion
1: King. yep.
0: Well, thank <laughs> you for joining us, Eric. It is always a pleasure.
3: Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me on this uh, one little episode.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh.
2: It was great. Yeah, it's good. Always good to see you, man.
1: Thanks, Eric. See you,
2: see you guys again soon.
1: <gasps> Bye, Aaron. Bye, Bye, Tracy.
3: Thank you. That was fun.
4: That was fun, don't forget, no regrets, except maybe one.
5: It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football